Porn Free Radio, episode 72. What if you could turn back time, back to the good old days, before you ever looked at porn, before you ever saw a magazine, before you ever clicked on an image or watched a porn video? Would you do it? If there was a pill you could take that would wipe all your memories, would you take it? We're talking about that today. And we're also answering a question about how to avoid porn and art. And I'm really excited you're here. This is 21 Pilots underneath here. This isn't my new theme, but I wanted to mix it up today. So I'm happy you're here. Let's do this. Welcome to Porn Free Radio. This is the podcast where motivated guys who want to quit looking at porn, get hope, and take action. Even if you feel lost right now or out of control, you can recover and live a meaningful life, free from shame and full of love. Now here's your host, coach and podcaster, Matt Dobschutz. Well, I want to start this show a little differently this week. I ran across a clip on YouTube with Chris Rock, the comedian, being interviewed by Neil Brennan, who helped create The Chappelle Show and used to host one of my favorite podcasts of all time, The Champs, Rest in Peace. Anyway, they got to talking about porn, and I wanted to play that clip for you right now. I remember, like, my dad had some magazines hidden around. So I'm going to say, yeah, I don't know, six, seven. Okay. Now, if you, six or seven-year-old you, had found you porn, You porn. Or Pornhub, how do you think your life would be different? Um... Meaning, is it crazy now for little kids? Like, because it's the same age. It's the same age, and if you have a phone, you basically are walking around with a porn machine. Uh, it's just a porn machine. It's actually more important than the fact that I can talk to individuals mm-hmm. around the world. Mm-hmm. Porn is just as important. Yes. Uh, how would I be different? I don't know, man. I'm, the porn I got now has f***ed me up to a level... <laughs> Yeah. I'm a horrible person. <laughs> I'm a horrible, horrible person. Right, well, that is, the, okay, the that, thing, that's the question. Do you think for not having seen, the, you would have been better off not seeing I've been that, so much better off not having seen. If I could take a pill that just erase porn, if I could do like, if they had a men in black porn thing, uh-huh. then you forget all the porn, I'd, I'd do it in a minute. <laughs> that makes me laugh. You know, it's interesting. In episode 25, I uh, entitled it something like Surprising Advocates. And I uh, played a clip from Mark Marin's podcast, the WTF podcast, uh, where he had Drew Pinsky on, Dr. Drew, and they were talking about porn. And, you know, Mark basically said something similar to Chris Rock that porn had really screwed him up. And, um, it just was really harmful. And, and it's interesting that the only people who are honest in our culture about porn are these comedians. And I think it's just because they don't have a filter. They can say what they really think. And I think it's cool um, that it's in the conversation. And I'm hoping that more of this will happen, that more people will just be honest about the effect that porn is having on them and not for the good. And I I think Neil Brennan was trying to get to that comment when he was asking, you know, what do you think about an eight or nine year old who gets exposed to Pornhub or one of these big uh, porn uh, uh, video sites? You know, what's what's that going to have an effect uh, on kids? 
And you know, I'm, you know, me, I don't spend a lot of time waving the flag here. Uh, the purpose of this show is to help guys who are motivated to quit looking at porn, to walk away from porn, to let it go. It's not about me, uh, waving an anti-porn banner and, um, you know, but <laughs> I think Neil's on to something that's like, you know, we're, you know, this is going to have an effect. These kids today, um, who their first experience is not a magazine. Uh, it's not just a picture. They're seeing all sorts of different types of things. It's, it's just going to be, uh, it's something we're going to have to deal with and continue to talk about. And I'm happy you're here today because this is the place where we do it, where we actually talk about it, where we don't just, uh, sweep things under the rug, where we don't pull punches and where we don't just sort of you know, act like this isn't a big deal. Uh, because for many of us, we've come to this show, we've come to Porn Free Radio because this part of our life has become unmanageable, out of control. And we're looking for ways uh, to bring order back in. And here's the good news. You know, Chris was talking about taking a pill or getting your mind wiped. And here's the thing I can say after being in recovery. Now, I first got in recovery in 2001. So for, you know, about six or seven of those years, I had streaks of, you know, six months, a year, two years, you know, with a few slips here and there. And for the last five years, I've been completely porn free. I haven't edged. I haven't done any of these little behaviors. You know, it's like I've kind of eliminated the entire thing from my life. And here's the cool thing. Now, I can't unsee things I saw, and my mind hasn't gotten wiped. But I will say, going a year, going two years, going five years, it diminishes the pornographic images. It like turns down the volume on the memories. Now, I can still pull up some memories in my head, but they're becoming fainter and fainter. It's harder for me to hold an image in my head. It's harder for me to recall something. So the good news is it is possible for you to not only let go of the porn, but your mind um, can start to, to release those images and they become fainter. They don't become as strong. They're not as powerful. So you can't get, I don't think there's a way to get a completely renewed mind in the sense of like, it's just you know, like, like your hard drive has been wiped. But I think if you spend time working on recovery, letting go, not edging and putting good things in, creating new habits, um, I think you can have something like, uh, the mind wipe that Chris Rock was talking about. It, it's not, uh, it's not something that's out of your reach. So I just want to say that as a point of hope for you. Hey, before we get into today's episode, I want to talk to you about sprint coaching. Summer is here. It's going to be June 1st in a week. What are you doing this summer? No, not where are you going? Not where, where are you going on vacation? Uh, not those types of things. Where are you going with your recovery this summer? Now, the reason I ask is I used to get tripped up in the summers. I don't know what it was about June, July, August. Maybe it was getting warmer in my area. Maybe in Chicago, it got warm. Uh, some, some of those outer layers of clothes came off. 
Uh, maybe it was my schedule changed just with uh, um, work and vacation. And I'd let my guard down. I'd let my guard down. I relapsed so many times in the early days in the months of June and July. And I don't want that to happen to you. So let's get together this summer. I have openings for new clients starting in June. Let's get together and build a strong plan. Now I have a three month package that I can offer you that will get you from June to September uh, with coaching. And it's weekly coaching one-on-one where I walk through planning with you and also help you stay accountable. So let's do it. Let's let's talk. Let's get on the phone. Go to pornfreeradio.com slash coaching. That's pornfreeradio.com slash coaching to get started. Fill out an application. We'll talk and we'll see whether it's right for you. But don't wait. Don't wait. Don't go another summer with fits and starts and feeling like crap um, because you can't get things under control. All right. So let's do that. Pornfreeradio.com slash coaching. All right, let's get into today's episode. So I wanted to get to a letter that I received this week, and I just thought it had so many great things in it. I just wanted to devote a show talking about this letter, and there's just some really cool things in it. I'm going to get into it. It's a little long, but I'm going to break it up, talk a little bit, and there's some really cool things in it. The title was How to Avoid Porn and Art, so it totally got my... (laughs) Totally got my interest. I was wondering what the connection was between porn and art. And it came from a listener named Christian. So let me read it right now. And I'll jump in with some comments and and answer Christian's question. Dear Matt, thank you so much for all your efforts in organizing your podcast. It's helped me so much. And I'm sure its full impact on the lives of those who are touched by porn addiction cannot be fully realized. I enjoy the approach you take, bringing in faith and spirituality at times, but not alienating those who do not believe. I'm a Christian, a Latter-day Saint, and for me, my effort to rid myself of the stain of pornography is a very spiritual endeavor. I know through the Savior Jesus Christ, we can find strength to change and become new and whole, and I appreciate you being open about your faith. So Christian goes on and he tells a little bit about his story. Um, he um, struggled with porn as a, as a young kid. Uh, and then as most uh, LDS um, kids do, he went on a mission for a couple of years. And he actually had a good, pretty good experience on the mission. You know, you're so busy on a mission that um, you don't have time to do porn. And I think you're living in community And so he was actually pretty successful when he was uh, doing his mission work. But of course, he got back and reality uh, happened to him when he got back to the ordinary world and he found himself uh, struggling. And um, but he he said that he's been porn free for 35 days and he's been very happy with his progress. But he said, I wanted to reach out with a question that I've had. Can I be a recovering porn addict and an artist at the same time? And this is what this is what totally uh, got me interested in this letter. He said, let me explain. I've been drawing all my life and actually have a degree in illustration. Although I enjoy art, 
and feel that I have some real talent and potential for it. I've been terrified to pursue a career in art. There are a lot of reasons behind that, but one of them is that in art, there's a great deal of nudity, to be frank. Whether in viewing other artists' work or painting and drawing models from life or in other settings, one is most almost guaranteed to come across nudity. In some cases, one person's art is another person's porn. Some people in the porn industry try to make this argument that, they're, that, that that's what they're selling is really just art. I do find the human form beautiful, both male and female. The first time I had to draw an undraped nude model from life, I was very nervous at first, but very quickly, my artist side took over and I wasn't lusting over this nude woman in front of me, but just depicting her form in a very pure way. I enjoy drawing from life and I can appreciate some nude art when it's done respectfully and tastefully. But to be honest, there have been times when a drawing session has triggered me in the past. There's been so many times I've been looking at other artists' work online or in books and come across something explicit and been triggered. Or I'll just justify going down the rabbit hole, uh, as you call it, uh, by telling myself, oh, I'm just appreciating this artistic quality of this fill in the blank. And the next thing I know, I've gotten into some really serious stuff, some truly pornographic material. Because of this and other reasons, I've taken a hiatus from art for the last five years. I've only done a bit there and th here and there uh, on my mission. And since I've been back, but mostly I'm an inactive artist. I want to get into it again, but I'm nervous. I don't want porn to control me or hold me back. I would be so sad to abandon art forever. I really want to get back to drawing models from life again, clothe the nude models. But how can I balance being an artist, viewing art, drawing from life, and avoiding being triggered? I want to abandon porn forever, but sadly in the art world, the line between porn and art can be thin. Can you offer any tips or suggestions? Well, this is a <laughs> very powerful letter. I mean, I really appreciate the thoughtfulness that Christian writes this question. And it starts, it starts in an interesting place. Christian first talks about his spiritual journey. And I think it's helpful to, to start with the spiritual aspect that we're whole people that it's not just um, um, this whole thing with porn. It's part of our struggle with our identity. It's, it's our struggle um, with, with getting our needs met. It's a way that we take care of ourselves. Uh, it's a way that we escape and numb reality. There's a lot of components to porn um, where it's not just, and, it's, and I think there's a spiritual component to it too. And when you start with this spiritual framework, and I know some guys out there are not overly spiritual or they wouldn't, you know, be attracted to a religion or something out there. Um, but having a, a spiritual framework is a good way to start when talking about art, because there's something about art that transcends ordinary life. I mean, when you see a great piece of art, I live in Chicago, so we have the Art Institute of Chicago 
arguably one of the best museums in the world. And you can go see Picasso's and Toulouse-Lautrec's and, and um, uh, you know, Da Vinci. You can see, um, what else do we have there? Uh, uh, Van Gogh. You know, they just had a Van Gogh exhibit. You can see these, uh, Surratt. You can see all these beautiful paintings that just, you know, tra- that are transcendent, iconic. Um, they take you to a different world. There's such a, a breath of vision. Um, it's just amazing. So having a spiritual idea, a spiritual framework, I think is helpful when talking about art. Art is not just something nice, like, um, you know, just, um, just sort of a, a passing fancy. There's something deeper about it, but art in and of itself is neutral. Art is not, um, there's not, art is not any one thing. And, and so coming at it from a spiritual point of view, I think is a good way to look at it. Now, here's the thing. All art does not come from a pure place. It doesn't. Some art is, comes from negative energy. Some art comes from what I'd consider evil. It's still art. And there might be something redemptive about it. But sometimes there isn't. And as we, we say so many times, art is in the eye of the beholder, you know, our beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So sometimes what we bring to art, what, how we experience it is just as important as the artist's vision. So when we're talking about art, the first thing we need to do is take responsibility for ourselves. And so and our main responsibility is to keep ourselves safe. So if there's a piece of art, if there's an artist who creates work that triggers you, and I'm not saying that they're doing anything wrong, they could be creating beautiful nudes, but if it triggers you, then you have to go back and say, um, is this okay for me to, to take in? If I act out every time I look at this art or every time I read about it online, is it healthy for me? And there's, there's a, a verse that I like uh, from the Bible where Paul talks about all is permissible to me. And he's talking about food actually in a diet, but he said, not all is beneficial. And I think that that can work with art. You know, on some level, there's a wide variety of art that's out there. Uh, that's permissible for us to engage in and look at. And maybe for lots of people, but for us as recovering porn addicts, is all art beneficial? Is there some art that triggers us or stirs up negative emotion that leads us back to the addiction? And I think the answer is yes, there are. Um, There is art that is uh, erotic. There's art where its intention is to engage uh, sexuality. And in that case, I think you have the responsibility to own yourself and to own your reactions and to also choose what you look at. Now, the deeper question that Christian gets to is, can he be a recovering porn addict and artist at the same time? I mean, I think what he's defining is there's this passion, this creativity in him, and he's wrestling with 
the potential of danger? And my answer is yes, you can be an artist and you should be an artist. That that creative side of you actually probably is part of the, the thing that you're looking for in porn, that, that the creative side of you is not being engaged when you look at porn. If anything, it's being dulled. And so the part of you that comes alive in art, in the purity of art, is the thing you should be going towards. Um, just shutting off all access to art, I think, is actually harmful because of the way you're wired. You're wired to be creative. You're an artist who's not making art. So there's a deficit right there that is in place. And so, but how do you do it safe? That's the key. How do you do it safe? Now, you mentioned specifically about nude drawing and take drawing nudes. And this can be a challenge. Now, here's the thing. Nudity in and of itself, the human form is neutral. It's not sexual. It's not illicit in and of itself. But your, your internal desire, your temptation, uh, the things that trigger you, the things that hook you have to be taken into account. I mean, here's a few examples. In ordinary life, if you were at the gym in a locker room, and just changing your clothes with other people who you weren't necessarily attracted to. Um, you know, if people were naked for a moment, it, you know, you'd see it, but you wouldn't be acting out or triggered by it. It would just be like, oh, that person's just changing. You know, if you ever have had a baby and you're taking care of a baby and you have to change their diaper, you know, you take their pants off and you, you change them, you'd clean them. It, it's like, you're not triggered by it. You're aware of their nudity. You're aware, aware of the nakedness, but you're not going to an illicit place. Um, you know, some people have jobs, you know, I, I, I had a friend who was a gynecologist and, you know, he wasn't checking out every woman who came in to see him. He was helping them with their health needs. It was, it was very much part of his job. Um, and we can do that as humans. There's, there's a lot of cases where we're not, um, going to a sexual place just because nudity is in place. Um, and I've heard some things like that with certain types of films. You know, if you are a big fan of European cinema, sometimes there's nudity and it's very casual, but in a way that is not illicit at all where it's almost like just life. It's like, you know, they call it like cinema verite. It's like the cinema of life. But as recovering porn addicts, what is safe for us? What is safe? And so for some people, all nudity is triggering. Like it becomes very triggering uh, to see someone maybe you're attracted to, someone from the opposite sex, if you have same-sex attraction, you know, someone of your own sex, whatever it is, just nudity can be a trigger. Especially if you were into porn where you were doing any type of voyeur type stuff or trying to um, 
see, you know, bring like an illicit desire to something that wasn't illicit, you know, trying to see, uh, you know, nudity from a woman who's not looking at you, that type of thing. So there's all sorts of ways that we can get hooked and triggered by nudity. But nudity is not in and of itself there's neutral it's or nudity is neutral there's there's not anything wrong with it um so when you get back to thinking about what's permissible for you as an artist it's something that you really need to come at from and be really upfront about Uh, be really honest with yourself can you get to a point where you can paint a nude woman with pure intention? I think it's possible. Now, for some guys, it might not ever be possible. So you have to determine for yourself what works for you. And if you can't paint another nude for the rest of your art career because it triggers you, there's Tons of other subjects, tons of other things you can explore in life to draw, to have a meaningful, uh, you know, career in art. There's plenty of things you can do. I know the, the nude form is really important in art fundamentals in terms of growing uh, as an artist, but it's not the be all and end all. It's just one component of art. There's lots of other things you could do. I mean, Van Gogh painted a lot of bedrooms. Okay. Um, you know, uh, Monet pointed point painted haystacks there. Uh, let me think of, I'm trying to think of some other artists. Andy Warhol painted soup cans. I mean, there's lots of things you can do that are creative that don't have to do with even nudity. Now, let's talk about other people's art. Other people in our world come at porn, come at sexuality in ways that don't work for us. Uh, I mean, I think of the photographer Robert Maplethorpe. His art did a lot of nudes, um, some of it very illicit, some of it erotic. And I think that was part of the intention. I think there was an eroticism to it. You know, people with, with S&M clothes on or people um, in various states of undress in very suggestive uh, poses. I think that was part of it. Now, is it beautiful? Is there there's something artistic about it? Of course. I mean, he's a genius. He's an icon. But is it something that I can take in? Is it something that's that's beneficial for me as a re- recovering porn addict? Probably not. And there's lots of artists like that. So I think for you, you need to really be careful about what you take in. And everyone needs to be, everyone who listens to this show needs to really be careful about what they look at and what they take in. Because as I've said in many episodes, you know, a a TV show that everyone talks about at work may be very triggering to you. And it could be a great show. It could be a show that gets all the Emmys, a show that everyone watches and talks about on Monday morning. But it might not be good for you. 
In the same way, there could be an artist, there could be artist websites that just are unsafe for you. So a couple of ideas about that is one, be very careful with what you look at online. Don't give into the lie like I'm just going to do some research and then the next thing you know, you're on porn sites. Um, read about things before you see them. I do this a lot with movies. I screen movies. I try to find out what content's going to be in there. Is there going to be anything that triggers me? Read about art shows. You know, is this artist known for erotic art? Is he known for pushing boundaries with sexuality? If he is, maybe you don't go to that opening. Maybe you don't go to that show. Maybe you don't pick up that coffee table book. And, you know, there's a part of us that wants for it to be okay for us. There's a part of us that fears missing out. Like somehow if we don't see all these pictures that this photographer took, then we're not really getting um, his whole vibe or whatever. But it's just not true. You own you. You are responsible for you. And you can, you can determine what works for you. And have a very meaningful life as an artist and as a, a lover of art that doesn't um, cross your own boundaries, that doesn't push you into a place that's unsafe. Now, I've done this many times. I've talked about movies in particular a lot. That was kind of the thing I really loved. I loved movies growing up. But there's several movies that have come out in the last 20, 30 years that I've purposely avoided. Um, I'm not going to go into the actual movies because I don't want I don't want to stir up uh, curiosity for things that even I've chosen to to step away from. But you know, I remember there was a film by David Lynch that I read about. Um, I I like David Lynch, but I read about some of the content in the film. And the critic that I read, I think it was Roger Ebert, um, was critical of some of the sexual things in this particular movie. And I just avoided it. Um, obviously, you know, there's a big movie last year, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. It was on the, co- you know, it's like, it was on the cover of like, you know, all these magazines and people were talking about it. I knew it wasn't safe for me to see. I, it just, for me as a recovering person, it just, it just wasn't safe. Now, I, I wasn't that interested in seeing it, to be honest, but I just knew it was it was out of out of limits for me. And I could just make that decision. And I didn't even read about it a lot. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people in my space, you know, people who uh, think about pornography and recovery, you know, were writing articles about it. They were, you know, either very anti it, or they were trying to take a contrarian view of the film, or, you know, maybe they went and saw it, but they wanted to give their review. I had zero interest in doing any of that. I didn't want to talk about it. I'm surprised I'm talking about it now, because I don't even think I brought it up. Um, But, you know, it was in our culture and people were doing that. For me, I wasn't interested. I wasn't interested in looking at it, wasn't interested in reading about it. And that's because I just, I that's not part of my world. I don't want to engage with that kind of material, that movie. And whether it's porn or not, I'm, I'm not even going to get in that discussion. It, um, it just doesn't work for me. And this whole, you know, one, one last thing I wanted to say, and I've heard this come up over and over and I've even talked about it on the show, but, but, 
you define what works for you and what doesn't work for you. This idea that there's porn, like hardcore porn, people having sex on camera, video, there's that. And then there's other things um, that are um, somehow not as bad. And, you know, it's like whether it's, you know, pictures of celebrities or whether it's people without nudity or whether it's lusting after your the the sunbathing neighbor in your in your neighborhood there's all sorts of things that we as recovering people just have to own in our of ourselves and say this is not some place that I can go um i've had a i had a client who said you know twitter is porn for me i can't go on twitter it's it's just because what what happens when he goes on twitter he just does searches and he ends up looking at different images. So it's just a big, you know, it's just a big uh, porn thing for him. Now, some people would say, well, what's wrong with Twitter? Twitter's not that bad. What, what's the big deal? It's not looking at, you know, hardcore porn, whatever. But those definitions are, are just not helpful. So Christian, back to your, back to your question. It's, it's like you need to really figure out which of these behaviors, which of these things are in balance for you and which are not not in balance. And we talk about, you know, when I do coaching, I, I, plan, I create plans with guys. If we were working together to build a plan, we'd talk together about what are the, po- the positive, powerful, life-giving things in art that need to be a part of your plan and what are the threats? What are the things that could derail you and maybe it's painting nude women maybe that could derail you or maybe it's you know getting a book on robert maplethorpe or what maybe it's some other thing we're going to identify the threats and we're going to identify the good things and we're going to try to create a safest plan as possible so that maybe you don't go on art websites late at night maybe you um don't paint nudes for a year or two. Who knows? I mean, there's all sorts of freedom that you can have when you come at things with the right intention. And so the intention is to stay safe, but to grow and to, 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 to be creative. I really think creativity is something that's lost with a lot of guys who are struggling with porn. They've lost that creativity. They've lost that artistic part of them. And so some of the porn is to ease that, that, um, that lack of creativity and excitement in their life. So, well, I'd love to hear how it goes as you explore art, Christian, and please feel free to send me a picture. I'd love to see something you've drawn, um, and I'd love to, to, to keep in contact with you. So let us know how it's going. And, and uh, I'm, I'm help, happy to, to hear an update from you. Well, that's about it for this show. To get the show notes today, go to pornfreeradio.com slash 72, pornfreeradio.com slash 72. You can leave a comment, question, or whatever there. As always, you can email me, matt at pornfreeradio.com. Please let me know if there's anything you need to keep private in the email because I may read it on the air like I did Christians today. 
That also reminds me that in about two weeks on June 6th, Hope Ray, uh, our therapist friend, comes back to continue the conversation about partners, wives, and girlfriends. She'll be answering your questions. So get in your questions this week. We'll actually, we're actually recording June 2nd. So get your questions in by June 1st. Matt at PornFreeRadio.com for hope. And we will answer questions on the air as many as we have time for. Also, if your wife is interested in asking a question, make sure that you send it to me. Okay, so that will be in a couple of weeks. I just want to say, if you're interested in coaching, again, go to PornFreeRadio.com slash coaching. That's PornFreeRadio.com slash coaching. Go there, fill out the application, and let's get on the call, and I'll tell you about the special three-month summer package that I have for guys starting in June. And let's do that. All right, guys, it's time for me to get out of here. It's been great talking. Until next time, take hope and take action. Thanks for listening to Porn Free Radio at pornfreeradio.com. To work with Matt one-on-one, go to pornfreeradio.com forward slash coaching and help us get the word out by subscribing to Porn Free Radio in iTunes and leaving a rating and review.